It goes from zero to a hundred. Oh yeah. So fast, and I think that it keeps it keeps you as the viewer, you know, constantly, you know, at the edge of your seat. Yeah, it's like, because those slow paced moments where they're like in the darkness, or they're it's it's for for us, it's for the audience. Mm -hmm. It's it's not as much as it is for the characters because they get a break, we get a break. Hey guys, it's John, and welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn, Train to Busan. That's the title of this week's episode. It's a 2016 South Korean zombie film directed by Song Ho-yeon. This week, my guest is Andrew. Andrew comes back on the show. He previously worked on the Collateral episode with me and the In Bruges episode. So if you haven't checked out those two episodes, please go back, give them a listen. Andrew's a great guest. He loves his movies. He loves his zombies. So we had a great chat talking about this film and how much it was stressful and how much anxiety it gave us and how emotional it was. You know, this was a very special film in in the pantheon of zombie films. You know, it has this emotional core that kind of punches you in the gut. Be warned, there are spoilers. So if you have not seen Train to Busan, this is your warning for spoilers. However, I will say right now, as of this episode's airing, which is in September of 2020, Train to Busan is still available on Netflix, and I will recommend this film any day. If you love horror and if you love zombies, go see this film. This is such a global connector of a film. I have yet to really talk to anyone who really didn't like this one. Um, This one's kind of special, and I think it deserves all the praise it can possibly get. This is very special because its sequel, Peninsula, is due to come out very soon, if it's not out already in some markets. And I can't wait to see that one. If it's half as good as this film, then it's going to be a treat all the same. If this is your first time listening to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn, one, welcome. Thank you for checking out the show. I appreciate it. Two, go ahead and subscribe. And three, leave a rating. And also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, at BSP Film Podcast. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Join Andrew and I as we hop back on the train to Busan. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. They caught a shark, not the shark. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Wake up. We're tonight's entertainment. This is some serious gourmet. Shoot! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I lose you. You gotta do something or just stand there and bleed. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Here's Johnny! Three, two, one. Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn. John here. Andrew's back. Do y'all remember Andrew? It's been a while. Say hi, Andrew. Uh, yeah, it is. It has been a while. <laughs> yeah. So, funny enough, uh, you were just doing the ASMR thing. So my daughter was up here um, visiting me, and she actually she loves ASMR for mm-hmm. a ten year old. She's really like into that kind of stuff. And uh, so we actually recorded an episode about Despicable Me, and uh, which was cute and fun. And then she's like, "Dad, can I record ASMR for myself?" So I said. Sure. So I let her. I, I showed her the computer. I showed her how to run the everything and the microphones, and she just went off. And she had both microphones. She's like, shh, 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 doing her little stuff. 
and then I I, rec- I recorded it. Um, obviously, I saved it. I sent it her a copy, and I don't know. She's still like growing up and like becoming self aware of her own identity. So she's like, I my voice. I don't know. But how do you do this? How do you do podcast dad? Because I can't stand the sound of my own voice speaking. And I had to tell her I don't. I still can't stand the sound of my own voice. Like I hate listening to my own episodes sometimes, just because. I don't know. Do you get that way with your own voice? No, it's why I never voice over anything. I always have other people. I'll I will outsource as much as I can to avoid myself being uh, recorded. Well, don't you game? Like, do you ever uh, stream your gaming or? I I do. Whenever I, whenever me and my friends uh, play, we always seem to stream. Or somebody's got is live on Twitch, mm-hmm. and I'll you know wall tune in you know for the viewers. Sure, but. I have to like mute it because I can't stand the sound of my own voice coming through, and uh, it's almost like unrecognizable to me. That's crazy. Like, uh, I wonder why that is. I wonder. I mean, because your voice that you hear in your head is like its own thing, and everyone else knows your voice to be this other thing. And it's just, but they're used to that other thing, and you're not. So you hear it like hits hits your ear wrong. I don't know. Yeah, and I have I have a like a slight uh, lisp. That I was never even aware of until I actually heard myself talk. <laughs> so it's really... Yeah, I do too. It's it's a very faint lisp that, yeah, someone pointed out to me. I'm like, I do not have a lisp. And then I really studied my own voice during this podcast. And I was like, God damn it. I <laughs> sound so weird. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, how do you even develop a lisp? I don't know. We're getting off topic. Yeah. I don't know. So, <clears throat> well, Halloween's approaching. and But that doesn't suggest... I'm going to move my mic a little bit. That doesn't suggest that it's ever a bad time to talk about horror movies. I think mm-hmm. horror movies are, are pretty a year-round affair. Yeah. Um, zombie movies, for sure, and good zombie movies, to be certain. And I think Train to Basan is, like, one of the better zombie movies I've seen in my life. Definitely for a modern or a more modern take on it compared to the George A. Romero and the, the older style of zombie movies it's very it was a very tight production it was i mean tight in many ways because it was very claustrophobic <laughs> shooting on that train mm-hmm. and and uh it's kind of it's kind of fun when you have those movies they're all just in mm-hmm. once it mean, the, the movie moves around from different set pieces but most of it's in that bulk bulk of it's in this the, the vestibule of the mm-hmm. train is just this tight confined space and people are running and crawling over each other Zombies are running, like, bounding over each other's shoulders trying to get to people. It, it, it yeah. felt like uh, I was watching, like, Snowpiercer I was about to mixed see. with, uh, like, World War Z depiction of yeah, uh, of I, whatever infected looked like. I actually wrote that in my notes. Like, the, the CGI zombies, when they get really in giant masses, it mm-hmm. looks like World War Z's approach. And um, But I think this is a way better film than World War Z um, for many reasons, but the, probably the main reason <clears throat> and why I think it's very important, this, this type of zombie film is important because where a lot of zombie films are just fun splatter fests and just tons of gore, that's why we go to zombie movies, but also this one has this emotional core. Like everyone, almost everyone in this movie, the, all, like, all the main spotlit characters have like this arc mm-hmm. you know um from the main character to the dad 
and his daughter and to the the the, the dad to be and his pregnant wife and the elderly women that are sisters just everybody has like even the, the um it's like a baseball team or... yeah, yes i i like how easily well one i like how easily identifiable they are because i don't uh want to butcher any <laughs> korean names right with of these characters but yeah the it was a lot of human element involved in the movie instead of just hack and slash kind of style dealing yeah it, it kind of handled both very well because um, the hack and slash it's it's needed for a zombie film i mean but like you gotta think about the the in the pantheon of zombie films we've seen or that have been released you know could could there still be something new to offer mm-hmm. and i think train to busan does that d- does that or did that but um some of the beats are pretty recognizable amongst its peers. Like there's a, like a nuclear plant meltdown or some mm-hmm. incident happens and then an outbreak occurs, an epidemic happens. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny, to, not funny at all. Actually, it's kind of horrifying to think about this movie in terms of today's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We're still dealing with the coronavirus. And um, you think, what if like the coronavirus or any virus was like, as hostile mm. and dangerous, I mean, it's not already dangerous enough, but as dangerous as like the the the, the diseases in this movie and other zombie, mm. like how fast the spread just wipes out like one country, let alone the world. Yeah, it only happened in one day, roughly. Well, you roughly speaking, you don't really have a full time period to work with, but it was like what two days maybe. Yeah, and then all of South Korea is engulfed, and that, that was. <laughs> scary but what, one thing i really thought was kind of terrifying about train to busan and some some movies capture it some zombie movies capture it well others miss the mark completely i'm looking at like the uh uh resident evil movies <laughs> that missed the mark on this but the the human versus human element mm-hmm. and the human versus self element are yeah. so important and they're almost overlooked in a lot of, you know, horror movies. It's just, you know, us versus whatever the, the creatures are, right. the infected. But in Train to Busan, there's a lot of, you know, human versus human, you know, and that's what's scary because you could almost imagine, you can imagine, it's easy to imagine actually that kind of, that kind of environment happening now. You know, we have the, the groups of people who are, you know, almost fighting against each other and you have that really, you know, rich, businessman who was like throwing people to the wolves just so he could he could try and survive a little bit longer yeah like um well that's what's so great about you know this movie has as far as character development Mm -hmm. and character arc character arcs because the main character i would argue is the dad um i'm not gonna butcher his name either (laughs) but the main dad who's the little girl's his daughter you know he kind of starts off that way like his company you kind of find out is actually partially responsible for the whole thing even going the whole zombie outbreak and like he's when we meet him he's kind of like very business first family second like he's divorcing his wife his daughter he keeps buying his daughter the same (laughs) what are we another we because he just he's so detached and uh and he's kind of he's an asshole like he's an asshole Mm -hmm. to the, the the big guy the dad to be he's an asshole to him early on but like by the end of the film like his character arc is definitely the one that we're supposed to care about because that's why he's up front but 
he he succeeds where the old businessman fails. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't. It was kind of rewarding to see because the old businessman has to be that asshole character, that asshole archetype mm-hmm. who gets his just desserts at the end, which is great. But you know, it's good to see, even though like the dad, excuse me, the main dad, the main guy who is the daughter's dad, he does die in the end. He dies like. I, like forgiven if you I don't <laughs> yeah. know how else to put it he dies like like coming to terms with um, yeah know, he's it, it was being a better human being mm-hmm. and I thought it was I liked his arc and kind of how he is because he, I I can kind of see that in not want to say myself but like I, I see like that as kind of being the typical one of the typical you know things or types of people you, you run into you know that are very business first and he was you know he was everything he was doing wasn't necessarily like wrong but maybe a little misguided so i, I don't know i never felt too detached like you like oh this asshole i could right. i could i could understand where he was coming from yeah but... well like you would know uh or um yeah he just has priorities a certain way and even like the the other guy the dad to be the big guy he kind of makes that joke later like or that, when they're all locked in that little bathroom, I was mm-hmm. like, "Dad's always sacrificed." Then you know, your daughter daughter will appreciate you when you're older or when she's older. Um, but yeah, like you know, but even then, when we're introduced to him, he's just got this whack set of principles. That's like mm-hmm. a a gotta make money. I also have to have a, also have a kid to take care of, but she's not as important mm-hmm. in his actions. His actions show it. Yeah, he. I think he, he told her at one point. It's like, because she she was saying, you know, we got to help these other people. But he mm-hmm. he pulled her back and said, no, we're not going to. You, you know, you only, you know, you're you're going to be the only one who's going to look out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And he tried to like instill that in her a little bit. And she called him out. She's mm-hmm. like, this is why mom left you. <laughs> yeah. You're selfish. And that was the kick in the balls moment right there for him. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, what I like about the setup of this film. You know, it's very, um, it's very, it's not original in its, in this mm-hmm. sense, but where, where, you know, something bad happens somewhere else, some catastrophe, people turn into zombies. Again, we've, we've seen this umpteen times, but it's, it's very subtle how it's brought about. It's not really in your face. It's just alluded to, like, the guy hits the, the very beginning, he hits the deer with his truck, mm-hmm. like, Damn it! And he keeps on moving. That was the terrifying. deer gets <laughs> deer like <laughs> like contorts and like mm-hmm. rises back to its feet. And but even then, like all the the news reports flash on the screen, and it kind of reminds me of Shaun of the Dead a little bit. How it's just mm-hmm. not really articulated, but it's just like if you have to pay attention to the background, the the clues are planted. Yeah. And you know, so. I I really thought that was good. How they did, yeah. I think Shaun of the Dead's a really good example of that because it's just only alluded to in the beginning, but it's never really touched on. Mm-hmm. What I, the probably one of the few things I was not a fan of about that was when he got the phone call from his coworker saying, that, you know, we did this. Yeah. Or he's like, is it my fault? Is it my fault? And I'm like, oh, not, and you, you like kind of like dangled it in front of me again. So like, oh, let me know more. Right. And I, but then never it never alludes back to it. I was like, oh man, that was kinda annoying. Had they never had that conversation, I thought I would have been just fine. But because they had that, I was like, you know, yeah. give me more. <laughs> I wanna know but more. They say no. no. They, they just tease you and tease you and tease you. Uh, um 
and also like the um you know a big thing with zombie films is, is like the the social commentary that's in threaded in within the film and this one's really is also very subtle but you can really it's subtle but it's it's also painfully obvious is is the class warfare mm-hmm. and like you know the homeless person the guy in the beginning kind of treated like a criminal before anything goes wrong whereas like the 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 higher class like the businessman and our main character he's very selfish he's very mm-hmm. you know i got money i'm important to hell with other people and and like the the dad to be and his pregnant wife they're like lower middle class probably mm-hmm. like they don't really dress up or dress down they're kind of like average folks mm-hmm. and and they're good people and they just want to do the right thing and help out and and uh because she helped uh, the pregnant wife helps helps take care of a little girl and and i think this and we'll get to this soon the whole the, the, how badass this one dude is i love that guy he he's was, my favorite character <laughs> easily yeah yeah he's so great um it's a damn shame when he fucking dies but he he reminded me of a I guess a Korean, um, because of his size, like a Dave Batista, yeah, kind of guy. He's got that kind of frame. He's, yeah. he's pretty broad, like broad and mm-hmm. not too big. But and the way he, the I loved how he interacted with the with the guy because mm-hmm. he was, you know, he was clearly done wrong by the guy shutting the door on him and his wife. Yeah, and he could have gone off the rail on him, but he never did. And he, all he did was just make these like jabs verbally at him throughout the mm-hmm. entire movie, all the way even up until he was about to die. He still called him a jerk. He's talking shit, but yeah. like, but he never like, but they threw him under the bus, no. so to speak, to and ended up ending his life. They ended up actually becoming a pretty pretty good team. Um, mm-hmm. Him and that and that one, the lone baseball player who managed to, to survive mostly to the end, um, and. Uh, do you want a coaster? Do you have a coaster? I have on my table. Yeah. I'll get you a coaster. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's a, it's you know it's a Red Bull can and you know how skinny they are. Yeah. And I'm with the blanket. I don't want to. May surprise you, but I also have Florida Gators coasters because <laughs> you know. Of course. Brand loyalty, school loyalty, go Gators. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna cut that out at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I talking? Oh yeah, so um. Yeah, so he, he, the big guy, was kind of talking shit to him, and uh, but you know they they came around, you know once once the main guy kind of got his shit together and started thinking about other people, it allowed that 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 kinship mm-hmm. and the name of survival to to forge, and you know it's I don't know I think because um, he was starting to realize the the main guy how how valuable his life was in his daughter's life. And um, I don't know. It's just like the older businessman who was the asshole the entire time just didn't have anything mm-hmm. like that. So I was curious to wonder if you think maybe if the guy didn't have his daughter with him, would he have turned out the same way? That's a really good question. I I, I don't think he would have. I think he would have just been the same as that rich dude. <laughs> just, you know, um, putting his... Putting his interests above everyone else's. Yeah, I. It sucks when people just like don't don't think to, you know, see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's it's the mentality like the old what the old guy has, is what's hurting us now. 
it's these people like I'm looking out for me. I I don't want to employ any kind of teamwork with anyone, any kind of partnership if it doesn't benefit me. If I can't see the benefit for myself, I'm mm-hmm. not going to chip in. And again, it's like it's a little bit like class warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my interpretation of it, at least. No, I think it's it's I don't. I, Train to Busan is not even that old. I don't think it's four. It's four years old. Yeah. So the it, it's. Like I, I now the the class warfare, if you will, is kind of elev- gotten thrown onto this national into this national spotlight. But like four sure. years ago, it, it wasn't as prevalent. But they, it's it's funny how relevant the the sentiments of that movie are even today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you think about like the world falls apart very rapidly, and you know it, we see, you know. Who's going to help out? Who's going to chip in? Who thinks they're better than everyone else and doesn't feel the obligation to chip in? And, like, people kind of show their true colors. And, you know, a lot of the, like, the, I'll say the um, the extras on the train, like, the people just kind of, other passengers, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they're the, the good, fat many who were just scared, unsure. But, you know, there's those few that kind of really lean heavy on, Let's do the right thing, or fuck everyone, fuck you. I don't care about anyone but me. And it's it was those survivors, yeah. those freaking survivors. I, I they made me so angry when they're just like um, when they when they try and keep them out of the cart, mm-hmm. and then they end up breaking through the glass or the whatever window, yeah. and he he beats the he or he hits the older rich guy the the main character yeah he punches him punches him and i was like yes get you know beat his ass and then he's just like oh he's infected he's infected he starts like winging these wild accusations and getting everybody on yeah he's riling up the base yes throwing their fears up and and then everybody all of a sudden everybody is against those few people who just went through so much you know torment (laughs) just to get to that point only to be thrown you know even further away from everybody else and and i think like the big payoff of him punching him in the face it wasn't it wasn't really the a part of it was definitely them getting through the door finally mm-hmm. you know because the big guy the pregnant wife he bites it then or he gets bitten really but even at, at that last moment he's even as, as he's turning into a zombie he's still like pushing them back holding them back that's so awesome but um it goes back even further further because when they make that first stop and they think the military's there mm-hmm. and they're going to be safe, that's like a great, great tense scene. Um, but, you know, because the place is overrun by military zombies now. And when they finally get back to the train, now they're all split up and they have to, like, in a journey yes. through the cars to get the, the, the wife and the daughter back. You know, like, that dude, for, like, the last, you know, two hours has been, like... <laughs> fucking working hard for everything and just so that one punch that one dude seems like underkill like he should have like threw his ass out the door i don't know yeah it was that whole scene at the when they all departed the train at first on the at the the first stop was really intense because i think they the, the the director and the editor and how they how they put that that whole thing together you know, I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, when I first watched the movie, like, this is... Right. And then when they when they descend that escalator, 
to, to the flood of them just all on top of each other. I was like, oh my god, that was a that I, to me that was a really phenomenal way to reveal mm-hmm. that they were screwed. And it's not that it's not like they saw them from a distance. They were like maybe 20, 30 feet from them when they yeah descend. And there's and I was thinking about it the entire time. It's like they're going down an escalator too. Yeah. <laughs> like the way they were set up. You know, right. with their blocking and pacing too, it's just like it puts them in such the the worst position possible you could be in. You know, right. and having to escape that um, was really well. Done. I think really well done from a technical standpoint. Yeah, it, the whole you know a, a true testament to how well this film was put together. You know, with this with its timing and pacing and everything was. In fact, I've seen this movie three times now. I get just as tense and nervous in my third viewing as I had my first. Like, I know how it ends. I know mm-hmm. who's going to die. I know how. I know what the beats of the movie are, but, like, I still, you know, when they go down the escalator mm-hmm. or when they're trying to, he's, that dude's trying to, like, lock the, the glass door. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just fucking lock it already. Yeah. Holy shit. Or uh, uh, when they're going back down the stairs, back. Like the train started taking off again, and they're trying to get mm-hmm. down the stairs and get back on, and they keep running into like zombies from either direction. Mm-hmm. As the, the guy picks up like the riot gear, like starts knocking yes. them out of the way. Like I just like, you know, my hands are like knuckling. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, and it's exhausting. <laughs> I and all oh, the uh, the scenes where they with the tunnels, yes, where you have no idea when the light's gonna hit. Yep. And you're just like, oh my God, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> like, yeah, like, so into it. Like, it's like it's it's a gamble. Like, mm-hmm. But that's also like a really smart way. That's also one of the few ways um, that that train to Busan breaks away from the pack a little bit. It has this, I think Land of the Dead had a similar kind of thing where the zombies had like some more traits to them. Mm-hmm. Where Land of the Dead, they were smarter. But here it's like they're like, their senses still you know, are still dependent on their surroundings, and they still sense things other than just like flesh bite, kill, mm-hmm. you know. And so it it's it's their you know sound was a big thing, and the light, mm-hmm. and that's something that's never really I, it's in, in my experience what I've seen, it's never been really ex- explored in zombie movies, and mm-hmm. like it was really clever how he takes the one dude's phone, dial, puts in his own phone, and like. It's like a trap almost, mm-hmm. like a video game. Like he throws it, and like they kind of like all run towards it. And they get to clear out of there, and and then they pl- again with mm-hmm. the tunnels, they play with the darkness to you know, or they throw. They find out that the sound is a big contributor. So like the phone, they throw like this baseball mm-hmm. to the other end of the car, so they can all go running back. I, th- I thought it was funny how they, you know, each car, each train car was a new. Um, like a new level. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like a new level almost. Whereas a new a new set of trials and difficulties that they had to get through. Mm-hmm. And when they get to, they had one that was like you know so tightly packed with infected, and you see them look up, and I was like, no way, they're gonna crawl on that. And yeah. next year, sure enough, they're crawling up on the on the storage bins. And then the the oh, God, I felt so bad for the homeless guy. Yeah. He just couldn't catch a break. Like, no. He fell. He slipped. And you're like, all right, cool. He's, you know, I, I thought he was gonna either eat it there, mm-hmm. or he was gonna recover, and he recovered. I'm like, all right, cool. And then the the light hits, and they're still. And I'm like, all right, somebody, he's gonna eat it now. And he's like, nope, not yet. Nope, nope, and nope. then as he's moving, he steps on the can, he just, like out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, 
there it is. That's you know, a good things come in threes. I was like, that's the third. Right. That's it. And then they're like, nope, not yet. It's like he hasn't had his his time to shine yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like he couldn't cut a catch a break. He was like end to end till his very end. He was just inundated with you know shit show mm-hmm. after shit show. Um, but also it also like brings up the, the idea the point that Oliver we get we got a lot of main characters to to like work with, and they all kind of had like their own moment to shine a little bit, you know. And um, the baseball player kid, his girlfriend, asshole dude, the main dude and his kid, the grandmother, the, or the two the two elderly sisters. Yes, you know I, I was not expecting that to happen with them, you know, when she's. Yeah, the sister said. gets infected. Like, why aren't you moving? I thought that was kind of a the. Is for so many things that the movie was very tight and good mm-hmm. with as far as storytelling. The sisters were the only thing that I really had a trouble wrapping my head around, just because I, I couldn't see the motivation for either of their actions. You know, the one just kind of sitting there and letting them just take her. I was like, well, are you waiting? But you have time. And then, and she gets you know taken by the infected, and then through a glass you can they can see each other, mm-hmm. and and then she opens the door, and lets them all free out of nowhere, and well I, I don't think it was out of nowhere I think she was, one she was very distraught mm-hmm. you know I mean everyone's just distraught with trauma at this point, and she sees her sister like you said through the glass and. And, you know, while every other zombie was all like, rah, rah, mm-hmm. her sister, who was infected, was kind of like, yeah. well, I'm a zombie now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she kind of has like a out. passive yeah. look on her face. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but she even says, like, she's talking to herself. The the sister who's not mm-hmm. a zombie is like, this is bullshit. What, you know, and mm-hmm. she kind of looks back at the people who kicked our little survivor group people mm-hmm. out. And she's like, this is this is bullshit. Fuck yeah, this. They don't, they don't deserve... It's like, yeah. I know I'm probably going to be through. These people are animals, and they definitely don't deserve to prosper, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was, I'm not saying she did the right thing, but I'm, it was, was that expression. I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm saying I understand. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess I really didn't um, look at it like that. But, yeah, I, that's that's true. The um, yeah, I, mean, I can get it. But, man, I've, and that someone scene, do that to me? That, <laughs> that scene so was mad. really... Um, have you seen the movie Daybreakers? It's uh, Ethan Hawke with I know uh, vampires. Talking. I don't know. I don't think I, I, I know of it. Oh, my I God. haven't watched it. Well, there, there's one scene that it was really reminiscent of. So when they're doing like the slow, kind of low pan of everybody in like slow motion getting attacked mm-hmm. in that one train car that when the grandma opened the door and it's yeah, just yeah. chaos on every piece of the screen. Right. I thought that was really a nice, a really just, I needed to see that. Because just seeing all the people through that shaded, that opaque window wasn't enough for me. Sure. And when I saw it, I was like, yeah, finally. But it really made me think of um, Daybreakers. There's a scene where Ethan Hawke, um, basically, all of these vampires become feral because at mm-hmm. the, the, there's a blood shortage around the world. Okay. And they become feral. And the second like one person who's not infected shows up, they all went crazy. And it's literally just a scene, like a slow pan, exactly the same way. A massive hall of just blood and bodies being thrown everywhere. And it was it just made me think about that. I was like, man, I can see where some of the inspiration for at least this one shot may have came from. 
but that's interesting. It is a um, it's quite a few movies. I was like watching this Train to Busan and thinking like, wow, they kind of borrowed a little bit of this, borrowed a little mm-hmm. bit of that, and not in a uh, in a poor way. Um, but like they just incorporated things that worked, and I think they threaded it in this film pretty well. Um, one of them being like the the fast zombies, because I'm well. I will say this: I'm not a huge fan of the CGI wall of zombies. It looks mm-hmm. really silly to me. But I would I'll say that I like fast zombies. I like not because I think they need to be fast, but I think that there's it adds some urgency and adds some stress. Because honestly, slow zombies like why are they a problem? Mm-hmm. There's two just knock them over. Like I think but, you know, I think it does having the fast zombies I think it's really good. Um is that they keep the pace of the movie high so you can ride those waves of you know calm Mm -hmm. and terror i guess really right you know you you, instead of just seeing it and like all right how am i going to get around this really slow thing it's immediate the second they see it the thing will snap on them and Mm -hmm. sprint so it it goes from zero to a hundred oh yeah so fast and i think that it keeps it keeps you as the viewer you know constantly you know at the edge of your seat yeah it's like because those slow paced moments where they're like in the darkness or they're it's it's for for us it's for the audience Mm -hmm. it's it's not as much as it is for the characters because they get a break we get a break the entire time like your, your tension is ramped up because yeah every time a zombie sees someone it's like it's a million miles an hour coming at you there's it has one thing on its mind mm. and you're going to die if you don't get out of the way or block it. So yeah, it's your heart rate's always. Um, I wanted to, Oh, so another, another th- uh, point that I thought they borrowed very well. Um, there's, so there's a werewolf movie that came out a year before train to Busan called howl. And the premise of howl is, it's the same as it was set in a train. Um, the difference is, like, the train gets stopped on purpose out in, like, European wilderness. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a pack of wolf, werewolves in, like, the surrounding jungle. Or jungle, Jesus. The forest. <laughs> mm-hmm. The jungles of Europe. And um, and it's the same thing. Like, werewolves come. They have these tacks. And they and they take a person. And they come back. It's like aliens or mm-hmm. whatever. All those types of holdout in a yeah. one room kind of a movie. Um, it was okay, mm-hmm. but Train to Busan just was, I don't know, one had better characters, mm-hmm. and that's why I think these characters are so important, because I actually gave a shit about these people, mm-hmm. you know, because everyone else, it, like, in how, as the example I just brought up, was kind of like, they're all cliches, they're all archetypes, and these people, I really, uh-huh. in, in Train to Busan, like, I felt, I felt something when the dad mm-hmm. was, like, crying at the end of the movie, and I felt something when the pregnant wife had to leave her husband behind. Like it was a, a, a motive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I don't know about, sorry. You're fine. All the Red Bull. <laughs> um, Gives you wings <laughs> yeah. and burps. Yeah. Um, how, I, I haven't seen it. I have to look at it just because. I, I it, it's it, on Prime. When you, describing it, it sounds a lot, you know, like, you know, people are trapped in this one place mm-hmm. right and and they're slowly kind of picked off yeah. it, and almost 
felt like the mist. Yeah. And even to the point where, you know, it ends with only a very few people actually in this kind of like gut-wrenching yet semi-positive uh, ending. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's hard to beat the gut-wrenching feeling from the mist. Okay, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to drop my opinion on something. Okay. And I've and I've <laughs> I've gotten so much shit for this. Okay. I don't think the end of the mist is all that great. Really? I, <laughs> uh-huh. That's what people are like. I put that on Twitter, and some guy was like, what? what? Like, he was really, like, offended. I'm like, <laughs> like uh, when I first saw it, like, people I, I, were with, I, I was with were like, oh, my God, you know. Like, so what? They, they die, and then he gets rescued, and I don't know. I don't know. It's not my – it's not – me trying to be like the contrarian on purpose, I just never really just, you know, when something something just doesn't land with you, but it lands mm-hmm. with everyone else, you're kind of like looking around, like, really? Did I miss something? <laughs> okay. And like, I get it. I get why people find it impactful. I just don't and find it impactful. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I think to each his own. I guess. I, I guess. Yeah. But but I think just the I know we're going off to a whole other that, go track, but the. The I think the only thing that made it for me with at the end of the mist was him like on his knees like screaming, mm-hmm. which is what made me think about the mist actually because when you talk about the guy who's like crying at the end, right? Um, when he knows he's, you know, gonna die, um, it, you know, similar to. Uh, David Dryden. I don't know why I can remember his name off the top of my head like that, but it means something to you. Uh, yeah, watching okay. him, yeah. you know, after he just killed his own son and all these people yep. to to save them you know air quotes air save them mm-hmm. from the horrors of the mist only to have it wrenched away in his just like ache mm-hmm. of having just killed his son and then like him just screaming on the ground it kind of i you know I was talking about you know your how you just talked about how you can see how it, it pulled certain things from other movies right um I mean, I'm not saying they went. They they specifically were like, oh, that's 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 a really good scene from the mist. Let's redo that. But I can see the sim- some of the similarities. Sure. Um, but I honestly, I actually, now that I think about it, I when I was watching Train to Song for the first time, I I felt actually I really felt that ending. Um, not 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 the the ending where the where they end up safe, but like to me, the logical kind of ending of the movie, where the he throws he, himself from the he train. He throws himself from the train, and the train yeah, just yeah. goes off in the distance. That I, I, to me, that was like, that hit me pretty hard because you have the girl crying, the daughter crying, everybody's, you know, there's so much emotion there. I feel like if it if it ended there, I would have been okay with that. Yes. The, the only the only part about the the real ending that I thought was so impactful was when she was singing the song that she was supposed to sing for her dad, mm. and I was like, uh, oh god. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> that was good. That was good. I would, you know, they they did it. They played it very well. Where, as far as the the story progression and the way that they were killing off certain characters, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like no remorse for some people. Like the the softball player or the baseball player and the girl, yeah, the cheerleader, how they died. That was almost like Game of Thrones level. Just like, nope, they're gone. Like, cause I like yeah. them. 
Yeah, they're fun to watch. I was rooting <laughs> and, for them. And then they were just like, nope. Yeah. And then when at the end, when they're going through the tunnel and the, 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 the order comes over just to say, shoot them, mm-hmm. and the crosshairs fix on the girls, like, oh, no, not this. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to end. And also, like, it's funny. Like, I've seen, uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm a scholar on Korean cinema by any means. I, I've seen quite a handful of Korean films. Um, and I haven't seen one I haven't liked. I would say that if they did end up shooting her, both of them, I'd be like, well, that's a Korean movie yeah. for you. <laughs> you know, Obviously. but, but, um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, um, so another, like another character arc, I say character arc, another like loop that gets closed pretty, pretty well. That's it's set up and it's paid off towards the end is, uh, when he tells the big guy tells his pregnant wife, the name of the, to name the baby. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Because, like, it's she's calling him lazy earlier. Like, he just won't even name his own baby. Da, 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 cause she's, they're calling it the fetus yeah. sleepy. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, you call the baby sleepy? Like, <laughs> no, he's just too lazy to find a name. But then he finally gives her the name right when he's about to die. It's like, ugh. <sighs> that was, that was, when I was thinking, when I was watching it too, I was like, oh, that's, I just thought it was, like, really clever, you know, just good dialogue, good, well written dialogue. Oh, yeah. And then when they call back to it, I was like, "Oh, man, closure." That was really, yeah, and that's what's really good. That's a that's this mood does has a lot of that. It's like it sets things up, it plants these seeds, and they all blossom later mm-hmm. on. The one critique, the main critique I have of this film, and it ties back to the point you're making about the um, the the elderly elderly sisters, mm-hmm. is like a lot of people just make stupid decisions in this movie, and <laughs> yeah. it's it almost. It doesn't. It's not enough to where it pulls away the magic of this film, but it's like, why are you move, get, run? Mm-hmm. Do, you know, it, some of it got kind of frustrating for me. So, just, just go. It was almost like they they played into some stereotypes. Um, mm-hmm. When you're like, it was doing so good, right? You know, branching off, and but then uh, there would be times where people would just like take it, like they would just take the L and. And fall over. And it's like, why? You don't have to. The movie's doing so well. Why did you have to, you know, subject that character to the the classic stereotypes? Yeah, it's um, I was I was talking to somebody. I think it was I was talking on another episode with somebody about horror movies or something. I can't remember precisely, but it was basically the the thing was like a really scary horror movie. Like the scariest movie is when everyone does everything right and then they still lose. Yeah. Like it's like everyone, no one does this stupid bimbo fall over their own shadow and the Jason killer gets mm-hmm. them or no, no one does decisions like that. Everyone makes smart, sound, reasonable decisions. Everyone works together and they still fucking die. Like that's just scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, no, that's, that was the whole kind of thing to me with the, the, the baseball player and his, and the girl. Right. Was the. And you know, I, now that I think about it, they, they they do close kind of that loop too, where she was, you know, at the beginning of the movie, she was showing him like affection. Yeah, and he was kind of embarrassed by it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. You know, being a teenager about it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they died together. And you know, it's kind of, but I wish it didn't happen. But the way that they did it, they closed both of those kind of loops together. You know, a friend of mine, um, she had a. I've, I've referenced her so many times in the show. She has a great thing. Everything is, 
everything in every movie is for a reason. Every line of dialogue, every shot, like mm-hmm. at least with really good films, everything is is there. It, nothing is wasted. No line of dialogue. You know, no what what you see in the frame is there for a specific reason, either for then or for later. And uh, that's one of those examples that in it's only you really fully appreciate it though on a rewatch. Because I, like I said, I watched this recently for the th- for the third time now, and there's so many more things that like I was like, aha, aha, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. did that, yeah. It's really clever, and it's it's stuff that you, you're not supposed to pick up the first time because mm-hmm. you have no unless you have a really sharp eye and you know to to look out for those things. And that's why like it's this movie is as stressful as it is and as uh, high energy, exhausting. Mm-hmm. It, it's still okay to go back to. It's even easier to go back to once you kind of know. Mm-hmm. Right, we know that at the very end of the movie, only two people are going to be left. Mm-hmm. And you're counting everyone, looking at all those faces in the beginning, like, oh, you fuckers die. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, it's pretty heavy shit, but like, it's, you get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I think um, the, I guess one of the only, issues i have with the movie because i think yeah i think it was very well done and it totes the line between um you know it could be it could walk it it could you know go too far one way and become a complete stereotype and and follow the stereotypes or it couldn't or you know it won't and i think it walked the line very well between you know are are they gonna follow the stereotype and then like nope we're gonna go this way with it with like the 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 tunnels was, I think, a really good example of that. Yeah. Um, agreed, agreed. But the one part, and it's not even, like, a, an issue with the dialogue or the editing. It's the way the old banker, the old rich guy dies at the end. The the the, yeah. the, the human um, antagonist, mm-hmm. I guess, towards the end. The way he goes out was so not satisfying for me at all. No, I wanted him to like get blown up to a million pieces. Maybe, yeah, maybe I think this shows kind of how messed up cinema can be because like it turns everybody into like these, you know, hounds for gore, and mm-hmm. you have this like bloodlust for like I want to see this guy get I want to see this guy get ripped apart because of how much of an ass he was. Yeah, and he like even like even when he's turning, he still kind of has. You know, because what's not consistent in this movie is the rate at which people turn mm-hmm. from humans to zombies. Um, the the big guy with the wife or pregnant wife ha- had the same way as this, the asshole at the end, where it's like he's bitten, he's infected. It took a few minutes. And it took a little bit, yeah. yeah. And um, like, but again, like decisions that are poor. If the the, the main character, the dad, just saw his eyes, oh, he's infected, just ran up to him and just chucked him off as fast as he could. Mm-hmm. I get it. There wasn't what would not have been the emotional swell at the end when he gets bitten and has to throw himself mm-hmm. off the train. But also, like, I don't think it would have been climactic enough for his own demise, the asshole's demise. But like, I don't. Yeah, like, you, like, I, I would have liked him. I felt like if he threw him in front of the train and the train then ran him over, that would have been really awesome. Mm-hmm. He exploded like a gusher. Yeah, <laughs> just something. Yeah, anything but. You know, I don't even think I really see, or I don't remember seeing, like, the definitive, you know, bite. I know he got dropped, he got tackled to the ground by one. Uh, yeah, him and the conductor got, conductor got tangled up, yeah. and one came over to them, yeah. And I don't, I don't remember 
seeing definitively him get bit, hitting, getting bit, mm-hmm. and then he just shows up. I thought that was weird too with the their eyes, how even though their eyes would be, like that was the 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 way you could tell if somebody was infected. And I, you know, when I saw that, I was like, I'm just assuming that he was fully infected. Right. But then there's the scene where the the you know Korean Dave Batista guy, he. Uh, love it he's you know he's got his eyes glo- i thought it was really cool though he had his eyes like kind of glossed over mm-hmm. but he was like laughing he's like pushing them all back yeah and you know having a ball doing this because he's you know he knew he knew his time was up so he's like i'm just gonna give it my all yeah and but seeing that guy with his eyes glossed I was like oh man i wanted there to be like a fight or no no fight something i mean i thought the the fight on that little train was really stressful too when the, the, the final the final the oh. final fight with the uh, the when he when the rich banker gets turned. Completely. Oh, that fight! Oh, yeah, yeah. That was really stressful. Cause I had no. I mean, I had no idea. You know, my first time watching which way that was gonna go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I felt like it was not that it was telegraphed that the dad was gonna die, but it mm-hmm. felt like because the tone of the movie, it's like I don't think he's gonna win mm-hmm. like he'll win he'll kick this dude's ass but he's not gonna come out unscathed and he got bit and it was just like fuck man like why did you have to put your hand right there yeah. like you know these fuckers bite people and uh, anyway this is a dumb decision one of those dumb decisions yeah, that you're it is. talking about but you know what despite all all the dumb decisions i could nitpick all day but mm-hmm. really the good far outweighs the bad here um <laughs> Like, this is a movie I would recommend to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few people, like, start to watch it, and then they get, like... I think they get, like, right to the very beginning when, like, the first stu- stewardess gets bit mm-hmm. from the girl who hops on the train who's, who was infected to, like, the first, like, the five minutes when, like, that first car gets kind of taken over. She, you know, my friend, she was like, I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do it, John. I couldn't do it. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I respect that. <laughs> I think for me, the point where I could, <clears throat> I could have seen myself jumping off, was the, um, the you know the kind of wall of zombies, the World War Z style. Yeah. That when I saw it, I was when it was kind of terrifying at the same time though, when because they, they're they're being funneled into this freaking train car. Yeah. You know through it, but um, that part, I was like, oh here we, I saw that, I was like. Here we go. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, give it time. Yeah. But because um, you only ever saw it a few times. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't It was in your face all the time. And like it really kind of came to a crux at the end when they're hanging on to the back of the train. Mm-hmm. And they're like really trying to like all pile on each other to get to the – that that one overhead that, shot yeah. when, it's, when the train's departing and it's like coming you see the, them all coming out of mm-hmm. the woodwork to like get on the train that was like oh that was a good shot mm-hmm. that was oh, intense. the uh the shot i think probably one of my favorites was the it was a it was they were shooting from the train looking at that long pile of you know infected holding on mm-hmm. and you see that one just like like bound on top of all of them yeah. coming straight for them on all fours it's like oh my god that I, was i thought there he was gonna get onto the train mm-hmm. and he was gonna fight him off too but it's terrifying that scene really stressed me out yeah um, no, I, no i think i think yeah i think you were very you're spot on with it i would easily recommend this movie to anybody 
Well, okay. Let's. Uh, I want to ask you real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the like the 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 principal like high you took from this film? Like, what's the biggest value you took away from this film? Like, why why is it that you would recommend it to anybody? Um, I think it takes a lot. Uh, it takes a lot from other movies without taking too much. Mm-hmm. So it's it's able to you're able to see where some of its influences were, right? But it doesn't jump headfirst into, you know, oh we're gonna make it completely like World War Z. We're gonna make it completely like Twenty Eight Days Later or some other mm-hmm. movie where there's a fast zombie. You know, they they did a very good job of making a modern zombie movie that doesn't play in too much too much to a lot of the classic tropes if you will there's a handful of small like little you know things in there that you almost you can't get away from but True. like is that you know there are always going to be those handful of people that just die willy-nilly because there's so many people yeah and there's they have to whittle so many survivors on this train down to two i get it um right. but i think the yeah like the good out, outweighs those small decisions and the fact that because when everybody thinks like today as far as zombies movies are concerned or zombie cinema or film mm-hmm. all it, what do they have really to go off of for like modern they have like the walking dead mm-hmm. and like fear the walking dead both both <laughs> you know and everybody's kind of tired of them like it's like in 2020 it is a tired yeah genre for it's, sure it's very kind of you know it's played out it's like how, how how many other how many new ways can we spin this yeah because especially with the, the the resident evil franchise so i will tell you real quick i i so that site that i write for mm-hmm. um where i write movie reviews for they the guy sent me uh, his name's connor the editor he sent me this south korean zombie film mm-hmm. and like Okay, it's and it's called. Um, oh fuck, what's it called? It was really funny. It was it was really good. I, I'm gonna how am I gonna like like prop it up at night? Remember the damn title? It was called Zombie for Hire. Mm-hmm. No, Zombie Zombie for Sale. Zombie for Sale. And it was it came out like this past year, so it's relatively mm-hmm. new. And it's South Korean. It's it's like it's definitely since Train to Busan has come out, and the whole premise of this movie is it's there's slow zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they get fast later, but it's one zombie, and a Korean family takes him in, and and uh, <clears throat> they run a gas station. They're poor. They're they don't have a lot of business because they're out, like out in the country. Anyway, so the dad of the family, because it's run by like the kids who are all like adults, and like the, the dad's like an old man. He finds he gets bit by a zombie, and it makes him younger. So he. Brings all his old buddies around, those old like mm-hmm. like these old card players. They go come around, and they all get the magic bite, mm-hmm. so to speak, and they all get younger and younger and younger. Um, and then the dad just leaves town, and so the family that, that's still there, um, like a lot of other stuff happens, but basically like the bite wears off, mm-hmm. and they all become zombies. Oh. And, and what what's funny is when the first the family first captures the zombie and trying to figure out what to do with them, they're all like they don't have a lot of money. They're all around someone's smartphone and they're all watching Train to Busan on oh, their really? phone. They're like, so 
okay, so they do this, and then this is supposed to, you know, they're like kind of like trying to figure out zombies <laughs> off Using watching, it as a guide. watching that movie. It's, it's a really funny movie. Um, mm. I mean, real, funny as zombie movies can be, like looking at you, Sean, mm. of the dead. But, um, but yeah, um, going back to that point, though, I think what why I would recommend it is just because it's a very well done movie in a in a genre that's been played out right. that has very few modern outliers that people can look at and be like yeah it was really good or it was a different take on things because sure. the walking dead's played out it was played out like four seasons ago yeah. five i don't know i think i stopped watching after season three just because that was that i was it everything was the same mm-hmm. um and there's only been a handful of outliers that i can think of that are more mainstream that people have probably seen that were any good, like Maggie, I think, with, with Schwarzenegger. Yes. And there's another one that came out it had Martin Freeman in it. It was in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Netflix right now, actually. Um, it's, it was, I watched it uh, a few months ago. It was really good. It was, it was, it, it was still a zombie movie, but it wasn't like, it was an outlier. Mm-hmm. It was because I think they know, like filmmakers know, zombies draw in people but too much of a good thing is going to wear people out so how do they keep it fresh how do they keep it interesting um but uh hang on zombie but yeah that yeah um, i think that's just what Car- makes it cargo cargo okay i think i've i've, I've heard of it because I, li- I really like martin freeman but, yeah um, i have to i'll have to look at it but it's good it, yeah. it, it's different i'm mm-hmm. asking it wasn't like a great movie but it was, it was fun it was okay oh, yeah. you know so. so and I, I mean I think that did this did did Train to Busan you know reinvent anything? Not really. You know was it groundbreaking? Not really. But what it did really well was take all of the good things from other movies and bring them together into one. So like the the tight kind of claustrophobic feeling from Snowpiercer, just because, you know, train, mm-hmm. relating a train movie to another train movie. Also made by a South Korean yeah. person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Same yeah. guy who made Parasite. Bong Joon-ho, uh, I think his name is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have the kind of the zombie styles from, you know, the 28 Days Later and from World War Z. Mm-hmm. And it pulls a lot of the um, human versus human kind of elements from other other genres together and like other disaster films together so yeah. it pull, i think it pulls the best aspects of certain movies and I, brings it together i would agree like it's it's you know definitely a zombie movie i, I don't think i'll ever see a zombie movie in, in the future that's gonna like upend everything i know about zombie movies but this one it it's all about packaging mm-hmm. and delivery and this one was delivered precisely on point because like you said it kind of frankensteined mm-hmm. all these great elements from different not just zombie films but different mm-hmm. types of films and it had emotional weight to it like it wasn't like emotional weight like like soap opera it was this mm-hmm. very like human connection and stress of flying amongst ourselves amongst flying something we can't control and and then zombies are just ripping people up, which is always fun to look at. Mm-hmm. And excuse me, too much Coke Zero. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's just this really well is well done for sure. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, you want to talk ratings? Yeah. Um, I was kind of. I, I was tr I was going back and forth with this one because of all the good that we have talked about it. Um, and yes, for a zombie movie, I think it was a phenomenal. You know, mm -hmm. it was an outlier uh, in a sea of you know kind of generic zombie movies. Um, whereas I, I, I gave it, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it an A. Okay. Um, I don't think it was a flawless, I don't think it was flawless because it's kind of hamstringed by its genre. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there wasn't enough about it. Because like I said, it didn't revolutionize anything. Yeah. And, True. But it was a very polished, um, because you know, when you, when you watch any zombie movie now, especially, I'm, I'm going to keep harping on Resident Evil because I hated the last string of Resident Evil movies. Love Mia Jovovich. Hate the movies. Um, Respect. Okay. But they, there's all, you can look at those and like, there's always something weird, like bad storytelling, um, continuity issues. There's, you know, just bad editing. Mm -hmm. There's always something like blatantly wrong about with it. Whereas Train to Busan, I didn't see any of that. Like I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't. Nothing took me out of the movie. I was completely invested the entire time. Oh yeah. So I think that it, that's what you know keeps it so high as far as the rating for me. But it, because it's you know a zombie movie and didn't necessarily revolutionize anything, it was just a very tight packaged movie. I would give it an A. Okay. You know, I'm I'm actually teetering myself because um, A is what I buy it and B what I stream it um, so you buy it ever forever and I gotta ask myself like how rewatchable is it um, it's rewatchable because there's always new things to pick up on it, and the story always delivers mm -hmm. but also it's kind of like how much of a chicken shit am I that I want to go through that all over again <laughs> you know like real talk like it's it's anxiety inducing mm -hmm. it's, it's a hard movie to watch in some parts of it um but it's not too too bad. So I'm gonna. I wish I gave myself something between a B and an A, mm -hmm. like a B. I don't have a B plus, but I can make a B plus. Because I was I was um. If I didn't have it, if it wasn't on Netflix right now, I go to Vudu for all my mm -hmm. other. If I can't find it on any streaming platform, mm -hmm. Vudu usually will have it. Um, but what I've what I have bought it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an asshole and, and say I'll probably give it a B, mm -hmm. but with the caveat, if I had a B plus in my rating system, mm -hmm. it would get the B plus. Okay. So. No, I, I would, I would agree with that because I, I thought about that too. I was like buying it. I mean, because I'm not, especially in this day and age, it's like thinking about buying a whole movie. <laughs> yeah. But and it, I think it, it has, it has rewatchability, but to me not a ton of it compared to other um, movies in the same genre. Right. There are others where I could watch it over and over again and never get tired of it. This one, I think after three or four views, I'm like, okay, I've, I've gotten all you the emotion. Squeeze it, squeeze it out of everything yes. it has. Yeah. But I, it. I think, I think that's a, that's a really good way to put it. It's, it's a, it's a solid like in-betweener. Yeah. Of an A and a B. <sighs> Okay, but since I have so the caveat is is a B on, on for the record, with the caveat, and it would be a B plus if such a thing existed. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
Cool, Andrew. Well, man, thanks for stopping by talking about Train Dupassan. I would say even listeners out there, still watch it. It's still worth the watch. Make no mistake. I would still recommend it in my sleep every day. Um, but yeah, thanks for stopping by, guys. And uh, anything you want to plug? Yeah. No. Go, no, do, go think... do CrossFit with no, Andrew? No, I'm gonna, no. Weightlifting, not CrossFit. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. Weightlifting. Weightlifting. Yeah. Go do weightlifting at Andrew's gym. Okay. All right, guys. Till next time. See ya. Okay, that was awesome. Thanks again to Andrew for coming out and chatting with me about this film. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed Train Dupassan. Like I said, if you haven't seen it yet, it is on Netflix right now. This is We're still in 2020. It's available. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. If you like this episode, please leave us a rating. Subscribe. You know, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all those great cool places i'm happy to report that next week andrew will be back we have another zombie film for you guys next week so stay tuned thanks again for stopping by today and as always take care guys 